there's lots of good highs and lows, but it's it's been low for a long time. And it's encouraging to see that, you know, there's some light in the tunnel, so to speak, in industry and not just construction, but it seems that across the board, like, you know, housing prices are up. Everybody seems to be in a place where, hey, we're on the rebound. So we're seeing it picking back up right now. Welcome to the Joe Momo Presents podcast. This is the Calgary Leader Series. Let's start the show. I'm really excited to have my next guest on the podcast. He's the president and CEO at Tech Canada. Welcome to the podcast, Arik Ferguson. Yeah, thanks a lot, Joe. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Let's uh, let's just jump right into it. How about uh, you tell the dear listeners how who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you said, Joe, so I'm Eric Ferguson. I'm the CEO here at Tech Canada. Um, I, well, yeah, as the CEO, I handle pretty much all of our operations. Uh, we're a Western Canadian-based technical trades contractor. So majority of our operations are, are here in uh, our beloved Calgary, as well as Alberta. Uh, and we have another large operation out in BC as well. Awesome. Uh, so I'm sure, like I always say, there's always a journey of golden nuggets, wisdom, glean ac- across your journey. Uh, so I'm just curious, how did you get to your current role uh, today? Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of a, a little bit of a story, if we've got time for that, uh, on how I got there. Probably not what uh, most people would expect. Uh, like I, I'm a journeyman electrician. I came up um, through on the tools, uh, received that certification. Like I, I grew up really in a, you know, middle-class, uh, home in BC. I, you know, I was taught my, to get a good, honest, hardworking job. You get a good union position, you work your whole life and, you know, you have a pension at the end of it. And one of the big, you know, a big influence in my life is my grandfather. He, he was a carpenter building inspector. And, you know, from a young age, I was always encouraged that, Hey, like this was a good path. This was a good, honest, hardworking path that not everybody's cut out for university. And, you know, so I think I was 15, 16 years old. I took an apprenticeship when I was still in high school and, you know, let me get a real jump on, on my career. Um, not always knowing what that's going to look like when you're that young. And so as I progressed, I, you know, I got my ticket at a young age and, kind of went through the motions. I, there was points where I thought, Hey, I wanted to do, do more. Maybe I should go back to university. Maybe there's other opportunities out there in the universe for me. Um, but I, I kind of stuck with it. Um, went through the paces, ended up doing a lot of consulting in the oil field and, uh, you know, come 2014, 2015, as any Calgarian knows, or the, you know, we don't want to talk about what happened during those years when things started rolling down and it it kind of I always had an interest in entrepreneurship I always planned on hey you know I was going to do this I was going to have my own company I was going to do something else but to be honest I a lot of listeners might kick me to say that hey you know the downturn oil is one of the best things that ever happened to me because it, it was hard you know that what was once a, a great position a great job suddenly became you know, non-existent and what's that next chapter look like? So um, that was kind of the kick in the butt that I needed. And here, here we are, you know, seven years later and, uh, and Tech Canada is what it is today. So that was, you know, some plan, some 
unplanned, but you know, keeping your eyes open on the path was kind of how I how I ended up where I am now. <laughs> Absolutely, that resilient resiliency is uh, always important in your in the in the entrepreneur's journey. Speaking of uh, what you know now from when you first started, what's maybe some of the things or maybe a key thing you wish you would have known when you first started uh, your journey or path? Um, you know. One of the biggest things I wish I would have known back then that I know now was the importance of relationships, um, especially in our industry, especially in construction. The, the relationship base um, is extremely important, not just from, you know, other companies, vendors, clients. Um, it's interesting. I, I look around even in our company now and most of our management, senior management is made up of people that were met along the way you worked with along the way um you know some of our key clients right now are are people that i once worked with or people that you know the the relationship was either on either side of that fence and you know one of our largest clients right now is a company i used to work for so you know you making sure that you don't burn those bridges along the way and that that you know along your path that people along your path may have a in your life later on, I would say would be one thing that I really came to realize that how important those relationships were uh, to, to a startup, to a company, to, you know, when you go to ask for that chance, you go and approach somebody that, you know, if you have a good report from somewhere along the way that how big of a difference that can make than when you're picking up the call, the phone cold calling, trying to get someone on the phone, right? Absolutely. It sounds like networking is a huge factor in uh, having that key piece when building that business or building uh, your, your career, just knowing who, who you know and uh, kind of building those relationships, it sounds oh, like. Absolutely. So obviously, every entrepreneur has some challenges along the way. So I always ask my guests, what's maybe one big failure or challenge uh, that you've learned, uh, that you've experienced and what you learned from it? You know, this is an interesting one, Joe, because, you know, entrepreneurs in nature, they, uh, you always, you always tell the story you want to tell, right? That's how we all, we all want to be. And you want to, you want to put out the right message. And it, it, this one was an interesting one. Like I, I did take a bit uh, more time on reflection. And I would say probably the biggest thing that we felt was, you know, Due to, like, I was operating as an oil field consultant. A lot of our key people who came on early on operated at a high level within industry. And so our growth was exponential and fast. You know, we decided, okay, we're going to switch from more of a, pardon me, a, a consulting basis to, hey, we, we, we're going to go out there and build stuff. And, you know, I thought, okay, we'll make a few phone calls and, we were surprised at the response uh, due to, again, when we talk about networking, the people we knew, the boardrooms we could sit in, the people that would pay attention to what we had to say because of our previous lives. Um, we, we grew a lot faster than I think we had anticipated. And um, I can say at the time, I thought, oh, wow, this is great. Look at this. We you know, surpassed targets, doubled our targets, tripled our targets. And then suddenly all of those other items start to catch up to you, whether it's, you know, finding enough people, cash flow, all the rest of these items. It was like, oh, well, wow, look at what we did. We got all this work, got all these POs. 
And then you're sitting there going, Oh no, now we got to do them all. (laughs) So, uh, which, you know, those, those challenges led to, Hey, we had a small team. Like it was, you know, I'm not one of these people where I, I promote, you know, burnout and like, Oh, that you should be working a hundred hours a day. But I can tell you there was times there where that's what it was. It felt like a 24 hour job wearing six different hats, you know, where you're a project manager, you're an HR person, you're, you're this, you're that. Cause the team, you know, hadn't caught up to what we had to get done. And um, definitely I can say that that one sticks with me because you know, it sounds like, oh, you know, complaining that, hey, a lot of immediate success, but that's not, it wasn't all a success. It was a lot of volume, we'll call it in the beginning. <laughs> so, and what I took from that, you know, sustainable growth, all of those things come, come, and sometimes you got to learn a few of those lessons the hard way that, uh, you know, be careful how many people you call at the same time, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. What do you think is your unique skill that's made you become so successful in your career? Um, I, I would say that probably the, there's a few different skill sets I think that are important and that have given me an edge um, on, on, on what we've done so far. The big one, like I, I hate to beat it to death. I'm going to say it five more times yet, but it's, it truly is at that, that network um, and, and the people skills that, you know, a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs and, you know, I, I mentor, I work with a few others. Um, one of the greatest mentors I had, his whole mentality was you pay it forward that, you know, as an entrepreneur, that it's our duty to help others the same way we were helped by others. And, you know, one thing I always tell them is that, they all want to know the secret sauce, so to speak. It's like, and, and they think everything can be learned out of a book or that they can write a KPI or there's some sort of analysis or there's some, and really, in my opinion, I think the biggest thing is, is learning, learning people, learning how to deal with people, learning how to gain relationships and learning how to make beneficial relationships. Cause the, the only relationships that last in business are ones where it's mutually beneficial. One side can't be better, have a better deal than the other. Like I always like to say, you know, a good deal, everybody leaves a little disappointed and being able to find a way to get to that point, I think was, was a big part of, of our success and to date and sort of that secret sauce that construction is an interesting business because like, we don't, you know, we don't have a patent. We don't, do something that nobody else does. We don't, you know, really our, it comes down to service offerings, execution and our people. And that's a two way street, whether it's our internal or on the client, they're doing the same thing and finding a way to stand out. I say would be that secret sauce, so to speak. And regardless of industry, I think if you can find a path with people, it's going to set things up for success. And it's, it's funny how, you know, you can't learn that out of a book. That's not something that, you know, there's no KPI for that. It's, it's learning how to gauge what other people need, what, and how you, it can be mutually beneficial. Absolutely. I like to call it the sim, symbiotic relationship. You want to always provide value, but also uh, get some value back too. So uh, yeah, I totally resonate. That totally resonates with me as well. Absolutely. What's maybe something that you're really curious about right now? It could be personally, it could be professionally, just something that you're very curious, maybe forefront of mind. Well, I think right now what I'm most curious about is, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say the, 
the the swear word, the C word, the COVID word that we've all been, you know, uh, talking about. But I think it's bigger than that right now that, you know, we're kind of in unprecedented times where, you know, especially here in Calgary and Alberta, where we went from, hey, downturn in oil to the last couple of years, we all know what's happened. And right now we're sitting in a situation where supply chain is at an all-time demand um, manpower is at an all-time demand. Interest rates are going up and, you know, for um, long-term lows. And to be honest, I, I think we're kind of in a bit of an unprecedented time where I don't, I don't know if anybody really knows what this next five years looks like for us as Calgarians or, or Albertans. And so, you know, what am I most curious about is, is how the market reacts. And, it's sort of an interesting one as well that, you know, I think Calgary has been a, a boom and bust kind of town. Everybody jokes about that, that, you know, when times are good, it's, it's so good. And then when times are bad, it's, it's really tough for a lot of people. And, you know, we're even seeing from a lot of our oil field clients that there's a shift in mentality where, Hey, when oil was really great, that, you know, away, away, the cash went out as quick as it came in. And even though oil's at, you know, record highs now as well, that, their spending pattern is different. So from a long-term standpoint, what's that going to look like? I'd say I, I spend more time uh, laying awake at night thinking on what the future could hold for us because I, I don't think we've ever been here before. Certainly not our generation anyway. Uh, maybe maybe our grandparents have, but you know, I think there's a lot of people wondering what, what this next year, two years, three years holds for us. Hmm. Speaking on future, uh, maybe rewind a little bit. We'll look at the past a little bit. Uh, my next question is, what? how has Calgary changed from when you first started uh, till today? Yeah, I think I kind of almost touching on the same um, is that although, you know, Calgary, when we got started, was really oil was already in that downturn um, and we're seeing it picking back up right now. And it's, it's great. Like really for the first time since 2015, 2016, you know, well, probably back as far as 2014 when times were good, like it oils up. It seems like the economy is picking up from what we're seeing, you know, work is picking up, margins are picking up, development is picking up, everything's happening. And I, I think again, for what's that vision of the future is, I think we're going to see a lot more sustained uh, decisions. I think that, you know, the short-term cycles of a boom and bust cycle, people forget, but I think things have been challenging for a lot of companies, a lot of Calgarians, a lot of people for the last while that I think, I think the way it plays out is going to be a little different. I think people are more cautious now than, than what they have been in the past. You know, I, I saw a bumper sticker on a car the other day that said, you know, please let there be another oil boom. Like I won't waste it all this time, you know, <laughs> like, uh, and, and I think that a lot of us can relate to that, that, you know, there's lots of good highs and lows, but it's, it's been low for a long time. And it's encouraging to see that, you know, there's some light in the tunnel, so to speak um, in industry and not just construction, but it seems that across the board, like, you know, housing prices are up. Everybody seems to be in a place where, Hey, you know, we're, we're on the rebound. So Absolutely. Switching gears a little bit, uh, I always like to ask, what's one common myth about your work that you wish you would uh, wish it would be debunked? <laughs> well, you know, I kind of struggled with this on like a, on a myth. I was like, what, you know, <laughs> what's a, what's a myth? But I think one big thing that that came to mind is that you know, 
that everything is always, you know, I always strived, everybody, like I dreamed of being, hey, I wanted to run a big company. I wanted to be a CEO. I, and then I got there and I realized how it's really not all that much fun. <laughs> you know, what comes with that? It's like, you know, okay, it, it, you know, you're the last one, you're the first one to get there, the last one to leave at times. And, you know, your work really never stops and that the stress is. And I'd say the, the one thing that really hit me was you didn't realize like how many people depend on the company. And, and as that grows, like, you know, carrying and wearing that, that, Hey, you know, making sure things keep going because a lot of people depend on the company and that, you know, your decisions can impact a lot of people was, was hard to take at times. And so I'd say maybe that, maybe that's the bit of a, a myth that, Hey, it's, it's all fun at the top, but uh, yeah, it's not, it, it can be a challenge too. <laughs> and as to you, I'm sure you get lots of questions from your team and other uh, colleagues, but uh, what's maybe one question that you never get asked that you wish you would be asked? Yeah, you know, I think for me, um, I, I wish more people would ask, you know, being a technical trades company, like, so... I, I, I kind of touched on it, but like we have multiple departments. So we specialize in, in electrical, HVAC, plumbing. Um, we also do, we've got a big carpentry division that's pretty specialized as well. And, you know, I wish more parents asked about, I, I look at my path and how I got here. I, I wish more parents would ask about, you know, how to prep their teenagers or or their kids growing up for, for life in the trades and, and what that could look like. I, there seems to be this shift, especially in the newer generations to, Hey, you know, you got to go to university. You need to do these things that that's, that's the path that everybody needs to take. But, you know, the, the trades path is a, is a very respectable path that, you know, the earning potential is there. You're, you're two earnings a lot faster than a university path that, you know, but it seems the new generation wants to, they think everything can be built on a phone and a computer. And it's like, that there is another path out there. And so I, I wish more people would, would think about that method for their kids and, and encourage it. Absolutely. I only have a couple more questions here for you. Um, what's maybe something you're proud of that we haven't touched on in the interview so far? Yeah. I, one thing I'm really proud of is our team. Um, I think that, you know, although we're sitting here and chatting, uh, I, I certainly don't do what I do over here by myself, quite the opposite. Uh, if it wasn't for the team that we have in place that supports our day-to-day -day operations, um, you know, our management team right down to our guys in the field completing it, that, you know, construction's really a team atmosphere that everybody's got to be pulling the same rope in the, in the same direction. And, you know, for how quickly we've grown to the number of employees we have, um, I'm really proud of the team. Um, we wouldn't have got here without them. And the other thing I'd say that I'm quite proud of is that, you know, I talked that we've started kind of into the construction world through harsh times. We went through COVID is that we're, we're still here uh, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you that, you know, we've managed to, to find models that work. We still have continued growth through challenging times where, you know, a lot of our competitors uh, haven't found a way to, to keep pulling through. So, you know, again, that the team got, the team did that, but I'd say, you know, I, I am proud that uh, we've managed to kind of stumble upon some better times here and got through a few challenging ones. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you guys are keep growing, even despite uh, 
unfortunate circumstances with uh, COVID and the economy and everything happening, craziness happening. So that's awesome to hear. Professionally or personally, well, how does uh, what does success mean to you? What does that look like? Um, so professionally or personally, what does success look like to me? So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a bit of a trick question. <laughs> we've been talking a lot about this. Uh, we we've been working with a business coach um, for with our upper management as well as you know engaging for some of our strategic planning, and we find sometimes that third party that can really offer a external analysis and help provide feedback has been very beneficial. But you know. Everybody thinks of success and they think about, about money, right? It's, it's like, hey, and yes, there is that, that portion to it. But one of our, a close friend of mine, one of our big clients, he, he said something one day that has sort of resonated with me. And he said that, you know, really in construction, money's just a way of keeping score. And I, I thought that that was sort of a, a funny way to look at it, but it, but it is true that, you know, yeah, of course, companies need success that are finance driven, but it really is more than that. It's, it's that, that personal and team achievement that we set out, you know, in construction, you need to think sometimes these timelines can be two years. We're, we're spending two years on a common goal and, you know, being able to, to work at that day in, day out through the good times, the bad times, you know, through to the end to meet a goal that really that's, that's the success when the team, when the team triumphed on the plan and, you know, we see it, day in, day out. And, uh, you know, a lot of hard work goes into construction. Uh, you know, one project takes a lot of time and effort and, you know, seeing us meet our goals and seeing us get to the end, the finish line, I'd say, you know, that's where, where I see success, uh, within our organization. Mm, I love that. Where can our listeners connect with you online if they want to follow up or just connect? Yeah. So, uh, LinkedIn, uh, I'm on, I, I actually, I read this, uh, I was reading this article about social media and it got me all freaked out about, you know, the time committed and how much time people are spending on it. So I, I gave it a bit of a break from the other conventional platforms, trying to <laughs> focus that effort on some other things, but yeah, definitely LinkedIn. I'm on there. Um, if anybody wants to connect or reach out, uh, I'm available through there. Awesome. I'll put that link in the podcast notes. So you guys go reach out. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. It's, it's, um, you shared a lot of great insights on your role, your industry, and also just your story. I think it was amazing. Yeah, great. Thanks a lot, Joe. I, I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And I'd love to end the podcast with one last question since it's a leadership podcast. So my last question to you is, what does being a leader or leadership mean to you? You know, being, being a leader to me is, honestly, you try and do your best every day. Uh, you, you try and bring out the best in people. Um, and, and the big one is, is pay it forward. Um, I think, you know, the leadership and the entrepreneurship community, it's vast and it's large. And anybody looking to go down that path, I think, just don't be afraid to speak up. There's a lot of people willing to help. There's a lot of resources out there. And honestly, I think I've found the best, the best resources I've had to date have been others. Um, you know, everyone's got their own story, their own point of view. And, you know, sometimes it's good to hear somebody else's point of view, even if it might not be right or wrong, it's just a different perspective. And I think the big one out of all of that, and, and I try and live this way, the biggest mentor I had, he was um, probably my biggest influence to help get where we've got. His whole mentality was pay it forward. So you, you do it with a good heart. You do it with, you know, 
trying truly to help someone else because someone else helped you. And if we can all, as, as a community, bring that together, then um, you know everyone will be set up for success. So to be a good leader, I think those are the, the main points for me. Hi, I'm Eric Ferguson, and you're listening to Joe Momo Presents. Thanks again for watching the Joe Momo Presents podcast. For more episodes, check out joemomo.com slash podcasts. All right, see you next time.